Yeah, if you guys ever want to go on a paranormal overnight hunting event, I'm putting together an event for you guys. <laughs> we are working on putting together a paranormal investigative team, which I talk with next week. And we're putting together an overnight event for my listeners in person to do fun. overnight paranormal investigations with a real life paranormal investigative team. Welcome back to Star of the Doubt. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Jared. And of course, joining me is Miss Christine. How are you, Christine? I'm doing good. How are you? I am well, but you're on the road. You're you're doing your tour, right? Yeah. So where are you? Where are you today? World tour. <laughs> Over in Venice. Venice. Yeah. Venice, not Italy. Not Venice, <laughs> Venice, Florida. Yes, Venice, Venice Beach, Florida. Venice, okay. Florida. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, I'm sure you'd rather be in Italy. Yes, but, uh, exactly. <laughs> fair enough. Okay, and of course, today our guest is Avery Warner. She's a reality show celebrity. She is famous or infamous <laughs> for being a participant in the show 90 Day Fiance. So she's also a model, mom, chef, entrepreneur, podcast host, which I like. She's into crypto. So Avery, thank you for lowering your standards to hang out with us. We appreciate that. Lowering my standards? Jared, don't lower your standards. <laughs> No, I I, uh, I I have definitely not lowered my standards. I've, I've got Christine with me. So. That's awesome. So, Love so to hear good. it. Well, thank you guys for having me on the show. Oh, thank you. And uh, yeah, I'm going to let Christine kick us off. We have an icebreaker we question. We do. For As oh, for you, you, you got to tell us, Avery, what is the best concert that you've attended? Oh, you know what? I, so I have this. I'm going to go on a spiel right now. I have this thing mm. where when I go to a concert, I try to get backstage and all the all the last like four <laughs> concerts I've been to, I've been backstage. So oh, what I nice. will tell you is the funnest one I've been to was Warp Tour. And this was at the Gorge in Washington State. And I literally was out there making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches just so I could earn a ticket backstage. But I got to like oh make God. peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> I was giving it to them. And then when I got backstage, there was like all these bands that I absolutely loved. And so I was getting like their sweatshirts and their hats and like, so I still have that. My favorite. And, and their DNA. Jared. Jared. Wait, wait, you know. Wait. Oh, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe you take a sip of their, their beverage <laughs> Yes. Just the uh, beverage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm referring to. Um, I, I thought you were going to say like concert, like uh, your, your daughter's uh, concert at her. Oh know, my gosh. Now you're going to make me feel you like major guilt trip. Major mom <laughs> guilt right now. <laughs> no, no, no. You're a great mom. All right. So we're going to continue with the icebreakers. This or that. So basically two options and you pick one. All right. Would you rather have a Starbucks pumpkin spice latte or a pumpkin cream cold oh brew? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> These are important topics. Yeah, uh, I'm going to choose a cold brew. I'm a cold brew girl. Cold brew girl. Cold brew. Yeah. More caffeine. Now, I happen to know this about you, but, but but not everyone else might have known that about you. And and can you tell us why you're a cold brew? More girl? caffeine. More caffeine. There's more, there's more caffeine in it. I think I had like five cups of coffee today. So I just need a couple a couple cold brews. That's all you need. It will substitute those five cups. Oh my god. Avery, you sound caffeinated. You sound uh, wide awake. I am. So, uh, it's been a great I'm day. I'm pleased that you showed up. Showed up, filled up. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. We got another this or that. Um, which of the following options are more scary to you? Yeah. Fear of heights or having adult beverages in North Carolina? Oh, my God. 
<laughs> I'm like wondering where these questions came from. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? You As it. of recently, it's having beverage, adult beverages in North Carolina. Oh, boy. before that, it was definitely Heights. For okay, sure. So we have a story about North Carolina. You want to share? I think she oh, does. God. I don't know if, if uh, this is podcast. Oh, yeah. my God. Is this podcast worthy? Can this be podcast worthy? You know the story. And we okay. Don't, so. uh, well, I hardly go out in North Carolina. Just moved here in February six months ago. And I hardly go out because I work a lot. And so I decided I was going to go out this last weekend and uh, ended up, you know, I was at a lounge with a friend. We were having a couple drinks and and we don't get out much. Like we're moms and we work a lot. And she's like, mm-hmm. let's go dancing. And I'm like, okay, let's go dancing. And so we go to this place and I don't really like a whole lot of, you know, commotion going on. And so I walk outside and I start talking to these people because it was like super loud and they had like a VIP table and the guy was like, they had alcohol at the table and he's like, Hey, you know, can I, can I get you a drink? And I was like, Oh, sure. I mean, I like, they seemed like really nice people and there was women there and stuff. And I get this drink and I start drinking it. And literally within like, not even that long, my friend walks up to me and she's like, Hey, you know, I think we should get going. And I couldn't even walk. I was like having the hardest time. And I was just like, oh my gosh. I was like, dude, I think I got drugged. And lo and behold, I I had gotten my first roofie. But thank no. thank God okay. my friend yeah. had walked up and was like, I think we should go. And yeah. she helped me. So yeah. That was a that was a scary situation. That's crazy. Yeah. Glad, glad you had your friend there to watch. Yes, back. me too. Uh, but they seem so friendly. That's usually the good start of a yeah a story. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I was like, Christine's former roommate. She thought she was friendly, and then her AI uh, jersey. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Al Iverson um, jersey again. It all goes back to Al Iverson. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> now tell us, are you are you scared of ghosts? Do you have a fear of ghosts? I kind of do, but I also want to go on ghost adventures. Um, so I st- just play phasmophobia. It's cl- close enough. <laughs> yeah, I like to run after fear. No, I really want to see a ghost. So wow, yeah, I am okay. afraid of ghosts, though. Yeah, let me know how it goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Finish this sentence. I give you the beginning of a sentence. You complete it. The conspiracy theory that keeps me up at night is: Are aliens real? Aliens are my thing. I think the truth is out there. The X-Files. truth is out there. I want to believe. I want to believe. Christine's had a few beverages and thought she saw some aliens. What? Oh my god! Christine. No, you saw some aliens. No, okay. no I've never seen an alien. Okay. I might have had some tequila and thought I saw the devil. Oh, I've not seen yeah. <laughs> sentence the yoga pose that best describes my current mood is blank <laughs> uh what is it not crouching tiger <laughs> what is it that the warrior pose is that what it is warrior i like okay. that yeah yeah i was thinking down the dog <laughs> oh no 
Because <laughs> this, this, this interview is kind of going Oh, um, anyway. is it? Well, okay. I can just get off Let's right now. see if we can now. fix that. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't know. Just kidding. No, no, no. Warrior pose was the correct answer. <laughs> I, um, okay. So so this is a, a fun question. And anyone who's uh, on your Instagram may um, appreciate this one. Who is your favorite golden girl? Oh, well, okay. Sophia is, I channel Sophia's energy. Because Sophia is like, you know, her and I are very similar, but my dog is actually named Golden Girl and mm. she channels Blanche's energy. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> so mine is Sophia. My dog's is Blanche. Uh, but you're so, so for the record, your dog is your favorite Golden Girl. No, right? it's Sophia. So. <laughs> it's Sophia. <laughs> okay. but, but I'm hoping that you still have love for your dog. I do. She's one of my faves. Okay. Awesome. Aww. All right, now let's start with 90 Day Fiance. Uh, not everyone who listens uh, has watched the show. Can you tell how the, excuse me, can you tell us about the background and how you ended up on the show? Yeah, so 90 Day Fiance has a ton of different spinoffs and not to be confused with Married at First Sight. I think a lot of people, when I say I was on 90 Day Fiance and they have never seen it, they think that you just get engaged for 90 days or something mm-hmm. as a fiance to someone that you don't know. But 90 Day Fiance has, a bunch of different spinoffs. I was on 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days. And that's basically where you're dating somebody in another country. And you guys have never met before, but you've been dating for a while. And they follow your guys's love journey to meeting for the first time. And they want to know if you guys are going to get engaged. Because once you get engaged, you have that 90 day period before you guys get married. And then they become, you know, like an American and things like that. So after you get married... If you guys get engaged and you get married, you go on happily ever after. And then they have a bunch of other different spinoffs like The Single Life and uh, Pillow Talk and things like that. But I was on before the 90 days. So I was dating a guy in Australia and we were dating for nine months. And I was actually just sitting on my couch one day and I was binge watching 90 Day Fiance because it is like a train wreck and it's hilarious. (laughs) And and I was watching it and. I was like, man, I'm actually dating someone in another country. (laughs) And I was like, I was reminiscing about the moment that I'm going to be able to see them for the first time. And I was like, and this little voice came into my head that was like, you should apply to be on the show. And I was like, I should apply to be on the show. So I went and found the email address to for the casting. And I wrote them this long letter. And then I heard back from them like the next day. And then we did like this casting call and we did all this stuff and ended up being on the show and watching my train wreck of a love story. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, for the record, you you had seen him. You just not met in person, yeah, right? Yeah, correct. It wasn't yeah. like, a, you know, I hope this guy is who he says he is. <laughs> it wasn't like a catfish no. thing. Yeah. No. Oh, no. Although there was some catfishes on my season and it was, it was great. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, it was. Yes. <laughs> Actually, no, there was only, yeah. Well, I'm not going to give any spoilers for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> go, go watch it. Yeah. Yes. It's a good season. So, Avery, how's the notoriety from being on the show changed your life? Like for better, or for worse, you know, what's the aftermath? Well, I think you go through a bunch of different phases after you get a ton of publicity because my season aired right when COVID hit. So, everybody was literally quarantining in their house having absolutely nothing to do but watch 90 Day Fiance. And so it was like, 
And overnight, I just started getting bombarded by the public. And I think initially, I was kind of taken aback because I didn't know what the response was going to be to the whole entire scenario. So you kind of go through this roller coaster because every week the show airs on Sundays. And so you know, every Sunday you're going to be like bombarded by people who either hate you or love you. And, (laughs) and so you have to deal with like, you know, the craziness of the public and, and it's a show, you know, so it's like they only see a tiny little glimpse of you and they think they know you already. But what I will say is like, it, it completely changed my life because I was working in dentistry for 14 years and I absolutely hated it. And I wanted to change the direction of my life. Um, and I had been trying to do a bunch of stuff for myself on the side before that. And I knew that like, you know, getting a platform was going to help change things in a different direction. And so when I went on the show, I literally quit dentistry. I was like, okay, I'm going to make the hop and the leap and I'm going to leave my nine to five job and I'm going to pursue, you know, some of the things that I want to do. And so I did that and I, you know, everything in my life has completely changed. Like you know, a complete 180 from the direction that I was going before. And I do contribute that to going on the show. And I utilized what I was given in order to project myself to where I wanted to go. But what I will say is that, you know, there are a lot of like pros and cons to that because you are in the public eye. Everything that you do is under scrutiny. If you date a person, you know, they want to know exactly who that person is. You know, they they look at your past and there's so many things that get brought up, but it also makes you a lot stronger as a person. You kind of just develop this like fuck it mentality. I don't know if I can say that, but it's really just like you kind of endure so much that you're just like, yeah, you know, whatever. Anyway, like it just doesn't bother me anymore. And it's kind of it's helped me in a way personally to pursue things that I want to do without feeling fear behind it. Well, I mean, you feel fear but you kind of have endured a lot that you just kind of are like, it helps you mentally as a person. Now, Avery, what would you change if you had to do anything over from the reality show? Oh, what would I change? The guy that I was with, I guess I would say. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Okay. <laughs> um, I wouldn't really change anything that I did. I would just probably change maybe like maybe there was a happily ever after. <laughs> but there, there definitely wasn't, unfortunately. Well, things happen for yes, a reason. Absolutely. <laughs> You're a single mom. You have two beautiful daughters. And um, I'm curious about, you know, dating life as a single mom and now especially dating experiences Uh, what that's been like for you since the show. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Well, dating since the show has been, it's actually kind of just been the same even with just friends because you go on a show and all of a sudden people from your life, you know, 10 years ago come out of the blue and they're like, oh, hey, let's get together and let's be friends. And you're like, you know, (laughs) you never even cared about me like before. And then you, you get guys too who... Like, I don't know how many like proposals I get in my messages or whatever. And it almost like you you just can't really take those seriously. I I stopped doing that, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you right. can't really like take those seriously. But then, you know, when you do date and somebody doesn't really know that you've been on television and then they realize that you've been on television, they get all weird and awkward or they just want to like tell people that they're on a date with you. And it just gets like, you know, you don't really know exactly who is there to who because they like you or because they right. have this like fantasy of you on television. And so it just gets kind of awkward. It's also like friends, too, because I was trying to meet people when I first moved here to North Carolina. And when I, so I was on Bumble BFF where you get to meet friends, right? Not guys, but friends. Oh, OK. And I met this girl and she's like, oh, you know, you look really familiar. And I was like, oh, well, maybe you know me off of 90 Day Fiance. She's like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my oh, God. And then she's like, can I get a picture with you? And she's sitting there and she's sending all of her family a picture oh of us. God. And then she's like, you know what? I didn't even really like you on the show. And I was like, <laughs> what? I was like, really? Well, that's wow. wonderful. Thank you for telling me. And then wow. and then after that, North she's Carolina like, you know, so we friendly. can hang out all the time and we can be really good friends. And I'm just like, this is really awkward. Yeah. So that's yeah, been... <laughs> I could pour you a drink in VIP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So oh, no. that's pretty much been my thing. But I've also met a, a lot of really awesome people too, who who kind of are in the same realm. So they understand. And then, you know, you just get to know them and, and like, you know, talk with them. And I'm friends with some other 90 Day Fiance people who actually live in North Carolina and we hang out pretty often and it's been fun. And really fun. Okay. okay, so you are a talented chef and you have a favorite ingredient that you love to cook with. Can you tell us about <laughs> your passion for cooking and what sets your culinary creations apart? Yes. Well, I love to cook. I got that from my dad. My dad loves to cook. But I, I like, well, ever since I moved to North Carolina, it's not really a thing. But in Washington State, where cannabis is legal, I was experimenting with infusing my food with cannabis. And I was, you know, getting down dosages and becoming a little cannabis connoisseur. And I had a lot of fun doing that. So I like to infuse my food with cannabis. And we say cannabis instead of marijuana because of Mm -hmm. the stigma behind marijuana. So we say cannabis. I think that's smart because people that partaking in cannabis usually are hungry. Uh, yes, so you're like you're like helping. Pretty them. much, pretty much. That's how it, that's how it is. <laughs> but in North Carolina, I guess your special ingredient is uh, a little CBD. bit uh, harder to come by, or not 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 on the level <laughs> that you are. Yeah, uh, just, it's just CBD. CBD, herb. Okay, fair enough. All right, so you. In addition to all these amazing and wonderful things, you started a podcast. Mm-hmm. So you started the Chiller Queen podcast. So I got to hear about what compelled you to start a podcast. What about those topics in your show that got you excited about taking on this endeavor? Because for people that don't have a podcast, it, it's a mm-hmm. lot of work. It's not just uh, this mm-hmm. little, okay, I'm going to go try this. Is, is, there's something behind it. Yeah, It takes time. It takes uh, you know creativity. So- Let's hear that story. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the reason why a lot of people, you know, stop their podcast after a period of time because it wasn't what they envisioned. But, you know, when I started in television and I, you know, I was a little bit more of a controversial figure in the 90 Day Fiance world. And uh, 
some of the, the network didn't like some of the things that I, you know, talked about, like, I guess you could say from a political standpoint, but it wasn't really a political standpoint. It was more like I was just fighting for my views and in, in certain things. And so I, you know, from being on television and, you know, they portray you in a certain way. I wanted people to know the reality of who the real Avery was. And I wanted to make a name for myself rather than being controlled by a network. And the network really wanted me to portray whatever brand that they wanted. And I very much love like aliens and the paranormal. And I like true crime. And I love all these things that kind of takes people down a journey down the rabbit hole. But for me, I'm not really one of those people who like preach to people and tell you that you need to believe this or you need to believe believe that. I'm very much an open-minded person. And I really just love conversating with people and seeing their perspective on the world. And so we can have these conversations and we can understand like, you know, maybe the reality isn't what it is. And so I just enjoy researching. And that's pretty much what I do all the time. And I, I came to this point where I'm like, you know, I'm almost up with my contract with TLC. I want to do something for myself where I can explore all these things that I am super interested in. And I have all these visions for where I want to take it, but I'm going to start with a podcast. And so I started the Chiller Queen podcast and I dive into true crime, crazy conspiracies and bizarre true stories. And I do either narration where I tell a story of something that is mind blowing and bizarre or whatever it is, or I invite someone who is attached to the topic that I'm talking about and have them on as a guest to, you know, either, you know, I, I have somebody coming on who survived a cult and they're giving me their story of how they survived a cult. I have other people, you know, who have created, you know, these documentaries and filmmakers coming on and, and giving their perspective on what they have experienced. And so there's, there's just so many avenues that I dive down that I'm very fascinated by. And this is really the first step of it. And I really didn't know how much work does go into podcasting until I got into it. But mm -hmm. it's like one of those things that once you get into it, you realize like if you have a real passion for it, you just you dive fully into it. And other people it can kind of deter them because it is a lot of work. But this is something that I love doing. And I just, you know, I am so glad that I started it. And it's just it's been a really fun journey since I started. Can you tell some of, some of the craziest stories or topics that you've had from the podcast and what kind of <laughs> feedback that you've gotten from it from your audience? Oh, man. Oh, OK. So I this is actually something that I say. I say I talk about some of the most mind blowing stories down the rabbit hole. Right. <laughs> and so every single story on there it has some sort of mind blowing, like makes you either think or question the reality in which you live. And I think you know, one of the biggest stories that I had that were downloaded was there was two of them. And one of them was I had an investigative journalist on my podcast who was an investigative journalist in this for 22 years. And he was exposing Chinese organ harvesting. And he came on and he provided so much proof of what was going on. And that was one of my highest downloaded episodes, as well as, you know, I was investigating into a case called the Delphi murders and the Delphi murders. There was all these redacted 
police reports that had come out and I went through all of the police reports and laid down like all of the stuff that I had put together on who I believe that the killer was. And that was, that was higher downloaded than the other one. And a lot of people really took those as these big stories because that's kind of like where we are right now in society is like we, the Delphi murders is something that was really prominent at the time. And then they had all these documents coming out and they were just mind blowing some of the conversations that these police were having with these alleged killers. And then also to just the Chinese organ harvesting that was going on that's being covered up. It was just, you know, these are just crazy stories that you just never hear about in the news. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, those are a couple episodes that I will be listening to <laughs> later. Uh, Christine's probably going to skip because she's... Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, in the interest of time and courtesy here, Avery, we will start to wrap up. So, one of the questions that we start with our wrap up is, who is doing something that interests you? Who is doing something that interests me? Ooh, Jeremy Corbell is working on something right now that really interests me because I'm super fascinated by aliens. I want to find an alien. And uh, I really think we're on this trend of we're going to find out if aliens are true or not sooner rather than later. And so I'm super interested on what he's working on because he's doing something with Area 51. And uh, I want to know what's going on. I want to know. Man, I, I have listened to a lot of his stuff. I've seen his documentaries. I love his conversations with Bob Lazar mm-hmm. and like, oh my gosh. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a rabbit hole. We yeah. And Payne Lindsay, who was at oh a podcast yeah, movement. Great. Yeah. He, he was showing me the project he yeah. was working on with Jeremy Corbell. And I was like, wow, I was blown away. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Those, those two are, are really good at what they do. Yeah. So excellent. Okay. Um, um, Avery, what is the uh, best place for listeners to connect with you online? So they can find me. So I have my personal host account, which is a very dope cook. (laughs) Okay. And then I also have the Chiller Queen podcast. Those are both two separate accounts that you can find me on Instagram, or you can find me on any platform that, you know, you listen to your podcast at the Chiller Queen podcast. And I mean, those are the main ones that I have. I don't have my website up yet. It's in the making, but that is where people can find me. Outstanding. And we like to close out with final thoughts. Do you have any final thoughts for the listeners? Do I have any final thoughts? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, I got lost there for a moment. Um, <laughs> that's okay. We're all thinking about aliens. Yeah, yeah that's kind of where I went. Yeah, you know? yeah, if you guys ever want to go on a paranormal overnight hunting event, I'm putting together an event for you guys. <laughs> um, if you guys want to get where, your where world rock in person... We are working on putting together a paranormal investigative team, which I talk with next week. And we're putting together an overnight event for my listeners in person to do overnight paranormal investigations with a real life paranormal investigative team. So those are my final thoughts. If anyone's interested, find me. Uh, Do you know the location of where that might be? We are trying to actually lock down the Lord Baltimore Hotel right now. And... So that is, that's the one that we are working with right now. We're hoping that we can work out the logistics of that. Uh, so Avery, congratulations on your success and absolutely wish you the best. And thank you so much for hanging out and chatting Absolutely. With us. Thanks for having me on, guys. Mm-hmm.